You are listening to The Creative Calls Podcast. Hello and welcome to this, the first ever episode of The Creative Calls Podcast. I am David Myers, your host. What is Creative Calls Podcast? This is a outlet for me to indulge in my selfish desire that I have to reach out to some of the many wonderful minds, uh, creative minds that I know from all sorts of different trades and crafts uh, within a creative realm, pick their brains about how they approach creativity in their processes, how they overcome uh, problems that they may face, whether it be creative blocks or doubts or lack of information, um, and perfect themselves in what they love to do in their day-to-day. But also part of it is just taking the opportunity to talk about their story, talk about where they came from, how they got into their creative careers, and hopefully draw some parallels away for my life, for your life, of those who are listening, and so that you know we can apply some of those lessons into our day-to-day. In this first episode, I get the opportunity to interview somebody who I've known for a long time, Andy Griffin. He is a phenomenal web designer, developer, uh, graphic designer as well. Uh, he is part animator in his blood and can illustrate very well. And we get to go over some of the highlights of his life um, as it relates to his creative career, how he got introduced to web design and web development, how he got into Apple as an intern and then uh, how that blossomed into a job, taking him to becoming a front-end web developer for Apple.com, the Apple.com, and how he also was able to network uh, his way into getting an interview with Brenda Chapman, the original director of the Pixar movie Brave. And throughout the way, we're going to get into lots of highlights and insights from his life, some funny anecdotes, and we did not get to ask all the questions that I was hoping we would in this episode. Um, That hour went by really fast. So there's going to be follow-up episodes, which means that as you're listening and you have a question you wanted to drill a little bit deeper into something that I didn't pick up on, you can submit a call-in question through Anchor FM app. It's anchor.fm. That is uh, where we'll be hosting the show, and you can download that app on your phone, follow us, and submit your call-in questions, and we'll try to get those into the show next time. But without further ado, here we go. Andy Griffin, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Hello? Hi, you there? Yeah, I'm there. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I am. I'm pretty good. I uh, excited to you know start this thing out. Um, this podcast, and uh, you're you're gonna be the uh, premier guinea pig for it. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, how you been? Well, <clears throat> you know. Um, all, all, uh, questions for the interviewer have must be submitted in written form, um, before the show. <laughs> mm, 
I've been pretty good. Um, just been looking forward to catching up with some people. So I decided to, uh, I realized that me catching up with other people would probably be really interesting. And, um, there's so many, uh, friends that, you know, we made through school that have gone on to do some pretty cool stuff. Um, so I figured as I'm reaching out, I might as well be recording this stuff and putting it into a podcast and then, um, hopefully, you know, getting some other cool people on here too. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Am I keeping you from the, uh, world, the world series game that you're wanting to watch right now? (laughs) Well, I don't have cable, so it's just me staring Mm -hmm. at a computer screen, getting really excited because, uh, I think we might, I think we might win this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, very auspicious night, I guess. Um, are you looking forward to this? Yeah, it's actually been, uh, just thinking about some of your questions was actually good for me too. It's kind of fun to think about some things. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Some introspection. Yeah. Um, it's pretty experimental still. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, we're on a phone talking, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll just cut the, the bits and pieces out. Um, so we'll have to listen to nasty phone call sound. Um, or <laughs> if I'll like just clip in answers that you give uh, with me sounding, you know, nicer than phone call sound. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea how the end result's going to be, but we're going to try this out and see how it turns out. Well, let me sound smart, okay. Makes sound smart. Well, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do my best to to, All right, too to much lead pressure. into the. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it, some ways, I felt kind of bad. I was like, man, I should have just had a phone call before this so we could catch up and just mm. kind of, you know, be casual. But I mean, we can still kind of with this. I mean, look at. I'm going to put this out there. Either people are really going to like it and everybody listens to it or nobody ever listens to it, at which point it didn't really matter in the first place. So then it's just a good yeah. archive for yourself of old fun conversations with friends, right? It is, you know, it's uh, something I can claim. I started a podcast. <laughs> How many downloads did he get? Oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Me, my neighbor, and some random fourteen-year-old kid in in Omaha, <laughs> <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, nothing wrong with Omaha, Nebraska, but it is. No. It does seem to be the butt of a lot of jokes. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. So let's just let's just just jump into this. Um, let's see where this goes. Uh. So, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to kind of talk and pretend like, you know, we're interfacing with a, an audience that is invisible and not there, but um, hopefully will magically appear after we uh, after I record this and put it out and publish it. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, you and I met up in uh, school, you know, BYU-Idaho, Um 
And uh, our first class that, because we, we we met through class, even though we were still in that uh, web design and development society that Eric started, our, our mutual friend. Um, and the first class we had together was, uh, I think it was graphic design with Brother Randall, right? Oh, you got a good memory. Um, that would make sense, but I haven't got a clue. <laughs> you haven't got a clue. <laughs> okay. I, well, I can don't don't take any offense to that. It's not that I <laughs> you were an integral part of my memories of design <laughs> classes at BYU Idaho. I just don't. I don't remember specifically which the very first one was we had together, but uh, yeah. I'll trust well, you I, on that. <laughs> yeah, I I think so it, because. Uh, I had typography right before that because I was doing back-to-back semesters. So, I, uh, uh, yeah, I went from intro to typography, and then we had dun 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 brother Randall um, for graphic design, uh, and <clears throat> I think uh, Eric said, "Oh yeah, there's uh, Andy. He's going to be in your class," and you weren't there the semester before or something like that when I. Um, started getting involved with that web design development society that he started. I, I guess you had met Eric previous to that too, but um, so yeah, I just met you in class one day, and one of the things that like really hit me and you know, stuck out to me was like how good you were with all those design tools and Illustrator and Photoshop, and um, you know I was still struggling like some simple vector graphics were. Um, uh, you know, still like hard for me, but you created like these beautiful logos right off the bat. Um, and, uh, you know, these perfect shapes and they're all measured out. And I was looking at my crappy, uh, <laughs> my crappy vector art thinking like, Oh man, I, I how's this kid so good already? What the freak? Uh, I mean, you had already had just laying the flattery on thick right now, aren't you? <laughs> Well, I mean, you had had, like, years of experience with the design tools before we got started in class, right? Yeah. Um, I Actually, when I was a kid, I was just always – I guess my dad was a photographer. Sorry, let me start. My dad was a photographer, so we had uh, Photoshop on our computer. And, um, yeah, so I would go home from school and spend hours after school just – on Photoshop and making websites and things like that. I like, I wasn't really much of a gamer. So, you know, people would say all the time, Oh, you spend so much time on the computer, but my mom would actually defend me. She's like, yeah, but he's actually like building stuff and like doing, you know, graphic design and stuff. And so I, you know, she said, I don't really have a problem with it. So, um, yeah, from pretty early on, that was kind of my favorite thing about the computer was, was the graphic was the graphics aspect of it. <clears throat> so wait, how old were you when you started playing around with that stuff and uh, like making websites? Well, I, um, I think I first started playing around with Photoshop when I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, which was probably <laughs> also about the time. So I, uh, I actually owe my career to the Boy Scouts of America. As a matter of fact, I, uh, <laughs> I was um, taking the computer merit badge course, and our 
merit badge counselor taught us HTML. So that was the uh, the language he chose to teach us to fulfill the requirement. And I remember him teaching us how to put copy on a page, how to put images on a page, and how to create a link. And then hmm. maybe probably the most important thing he taught us was how to view the source of other pages. And so I just remember going home and uh, just like visiting every website I could think of and looking at the source code and just being fascinated by it. And so I kind of um, learned a lot of that on my own initially. Of course, I later, uh, you know, expanded upon that with classes at uh, in college and stuff. But um, yeah, anyway, so just a tinkerer, that's all. Huh. So before then, so you, you've got your, your dad's a photographer and you've got Photoshop on your computer and uh, then you take this uh, merit badge for a computer um, and you learn about HTML and then you start going to other websites and, and viewing your source code. Um, so, you know, these are like kind of what people would perceive as diametrically opposed <laughs> activities of uh, going on the uh, computer and drawing and or creating something in Photoshop and then going to a website that time, which was probably all XHTML um, and diving into the source and, and, and figuring out how the page was built. Um, uh, what, what what do you think led up to you being interested in uh, so quickly in that in your life? Did were you like really good at certain subjects in school, or were you exposed to stuff like this early on? Well, I think um, growing up again in a house as the son of a photographer, where there was a lot of value placed in you know, quality design. Um, I think that was, that was always my draw to the web, you know, even, even through the code. And even now I enjoyed coding only to create like a nice visual experience or, or a nice experience in general for a user. That's kind of what drives me. I am not like a crazy computer science kind of person. Um, I did take a few computer science classes and it was fine, but that's not what drives me. Like I don't love like building tools and digging into code just for code's sake. I, I like it to get me to the end where it's in a user's hands and it's uh, a, an experience for them. So to me, the code is a, a means to the end rather than the thing that I really love. Although, but I, I do really love engaging that side of my brain too. I kind of like the combination of things. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard for me because, um, especially nowadays, people are so um, hung up on this idea of specialization. <laughs> so they want yeah. coders and designers. And so to be a person who really enjoys both, it's kind of hard to find something you love. Um, but I do really like having both. Um, I like, I like, uh, designing the visual output and then also having my fingers in the code to make it happen. So, um, I guess I just like having both sides of my brain working together. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't understand. 
And that actually like led up to you getting, um, you know, like designer opportunities in your teens, right? I, yeah, well, I, I did, um, Oh man, this is going back. Um, I, I did a combination of some projects for myself and projects for other people. Um, Really wish I could. Uh, I've been looking through all of my files for the last several months, even trying to find the very first ones I've ever made, and I can't find my first, my very first website. I would love to find that. Um, <laughs> but the oldest one I remember making was uh, for my. I joined the Mesa Club in junior high, which is the math, engineering, science, something. Association Academy? Arts. I don't know. Not, not Academy. <laughs> not definitely not art, arts. They were very they were very sciencey people, uh, which was kind of uh, funny because it's not you know it wasn't exactly a club I was naturally drawn to either. Even though I was good, I was a good math student and a good science student, but I had friends who were involved in the club, and I was actually recruited to join the club specifically to be the media guy. I wasn't recruited to like participate in the competitions. <laughs> I was recruited to make the website and take pictures. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> their water boy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's the first website I remember making and I don't have it anymore and I wish I did, but um, I made the website for the Mesa club in junior high. And, um, I also befriended the teacher at our junior high school that made our school's website. And so I would like go to him two or three times a week, it would seem asking him questions like, wait, how did you do this on the website? And how did you do that? <laughs> I'm sure I was kind of a pest. Um, but then I, I also, um, I remember one of my, one of my math teachers asked me, he actually employed me over the summer to build a website for his math class. Um, I was just randomly reading back through some journals from that time, like uh, last week, hmm. just talking about how I was going there during the summer and he was paying me and it was kind of awkward just he and I sitting in this room together while he was working on his lesson plans and I was working on his website. But anyway, so that might have been my very first paying web gig. And then I just, I did a few other things for other friends. There was a, um, one of my mom's coworkers' wives sold jewelry, and I did a website for her. Um, and then because my dad was a photographer, he also had some connections. I did a website for a company that did, um, like, brick and stonework and a realtor's website, I think. I, I don't know. There... <laughs> Anyway, so a handful of things, just a handful of things came along through, hmm. I guess most of my referrals came through my parents, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, lesson learned. If you get your, uh, get your freelance referrals from your parents. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, it works. In high um, school, yeah. No, yeah. oh, I was just going to say in high school, I, uh, I joined, oh, I had this one really horrible memory of there, there was this club called 
VICA, I think. And I don't even ask me what that acronym stands for, because I don't know. Um, but they did have a web design competition, and I was recruited to be part of that. And it consisted of us having to go, uh, let's see, we went down to Salt Lake Community College, and they gave us a task, a website that we had to build. And we had something like, 18 hours to make it. I remember we stayed up all night long. We went we went and bought a giant case of Mountain Dew and stayed up all night long building this website. And uh, got to the competition, and ours was definitely the most beautiful of the options. And anyway... I think there was some scandal involved. We ended up getting third place out of three teams, and I was I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was I I don't know even how I got this inside information, but somebody um, maybe was one of the teachers from our school on the committee. I don't even remember. Anyway, but I heard that they like went back back and forth. Like at one point, we were in first place, and then they scrambled at the last second and changed their minds and put us in third place. And I don't know. Anyway, I, I, it was, I, gosh, I feel all of these feelings coming back. <laughs> uh, you were tempted to hang I, your gloves up right then and there, huh? <laughs> no, I feel like we were cheated a little bit just because this other team did this stupid gimmicky thing where you could click a button and it would, show the source code of the page and everyone was like, Ooh, wow, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah, but wow. <laughs> anyway, so I think stupid. they won first place, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, let me, beautiful. Let I'm me show you very this. proud of it. But yeah, let me show you the stuff that you could have done by right clicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of built into the browser. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. And then my yeah, first so, oh, so, yeah, you don't, I, yeah. You're just I, these are stories that I haven't even thought of for the longest time, but I uh my first foray into e commerce was um I, how old was I? That must have been in junior high too, like eighth grade or something. I thought I was this great designer and I um, I designed some t-shirts that were really quite terrible and put up a website expecting that I was going to sell a whole bunch of them. I think a lot of my savings into like printing up a bunch of shirts. I had probably a hundred shirts to begin with or so, maybe more. I don't know. Maybe it might have been closer to 300. Anyway, sank a lot of money in this and only sold like a handful of t-shirts to a couple of friends who felt very uh, bad for me, I think. <laughs> anyway, it was called Dude Co. And if I remember correctly, once I let the, uh, once I decided to give up on it and I let my, uh, I let the URL lapse and it was bought up by a porn site. So, <laughs> Uh, and that's where the story ends. <laughs> yeah, that was the end. So, 
Yeah, because by the time I had met you, it, it seemed like you had had, like, years of experience ahead of us. And I was kind of like, man, I kind of hate this kid. I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> well, so while, while the rest you of hit it, it, you hit it well. I thought you... I mean, I thought you were my friend all yeah. along, so you, you did a pretty good job of hiding your feelings. So I appreciate you for that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a friend, but I mean, there's, a, I think in any friendship, there's a healthy dose of, you know, animosity between the two of you, you know? It's just, there's got to be like a little bit of envy before the other person in some way, you know? That's what brings you guys together. But, uh, but no, it was. And respect for you. <laughs> well, this is the first time you've called me in about five years, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, touche. Well, but so that's what uh, that's what happens, you know, when you get to uh, work for uh, Apple, you know, and, and uh, be, you get to be in Tech Valley. But so one one question before we jump into Apple, though. Um, is that with all this graphic design and uh, web design and you're uh, you know, getting all this opportunity to flex you know, your design skill muscles, you didn't want to do this when you grew up. You wanted to be an animator. So tell me a little bit about that and how, that, uh, how you didn't evolve into an animator. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, so all my life, um, I was always constantly doing web stuff on the side. Um, but yeah, deep down in my heart, I, I actually wanted to be an animator. I had, I fell in love with Pixar very early on. I was fascinated by the first few movies, you know, Toy Story. I was a little kid. My name's Andy. His name is Andy. We were both the same age, you know. <laughs> There was a connection there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think once we got to Monsters, Inc., I was like, okay, I really love this. This is super cool. Pixar was like a brand then, and I just like fell in love, and then by the time The Incredibles rolled around, I was like all in, and that was in <laughs> high school when that came around, so I thought, all right, this is what I want to do with my life, um, and a school that I was also very interested in attending happened to have a very successful, very well regarded animation program. That was BYU Provo. And, um, so I went there. Um, I got an associate's degree at Weber state first. Uh, can you hear that noise? Maybe I should wait for a second. No, you're fine. I can't hear it. Oh, uh, you know, the garage door just opened and everything. One of my roommates came home. Anyway, so I uh, got I uh, I got my associate's degree first at Weber State, just in general studies. I had no real direction at that time, and then went to BYU. And um, so it's a pretty competitive program. They only accept, I think, roughly 25 students each year, and. Um, yeah, it's very competitive, but very well regarded. I think they've since expanded their program so they can take a lot more students. But um, 
So I did all of the prerequisite courses, and then you have to officially apply to get in, which is kind of unusual for an undergraduate program, but I guess kind of just out of necessity they had to do it that way. Um, I thought I had a pretty good chance. I was, um, especially in like the hand-drawn animation class that we had to take, I was typically getting often the best grades in the class, and um, had so had so probably fallen under their delusion that it was going to be a piece of cake for me to get into the program. Um, <laughs> so I, I fulfilled all the requirements. Oh, there's my garage door again. Sorry. I can't hear it. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I fulfilled all the requirements and I, um, um, turned in my sketchbook and, and, uh, then got a letter in the mail that, uh, told me, sorry, try again. And, uh, the trouble was they make you wait a whole year before you can reapply. And mm. at that point I had already been there for a year and a half and couldn't even officially declare myself as a as an animation major, I was only an animation, like a pre-animation major, which is what you have to declare yourself before you get in the program. So you can take the prerequisites. So anyway, at that point, I was just kind of feeling like, ah, I'm just spinning my wheels here and it's, it's time for me to move on. So um, that was kind of an interesting thing to go through. I can certainly see now that I needed a reality check. <laughs> And um, uh, despite, I mean, I, I was, I feel like I'm a good animator, but I'm probably not the best fine artist. I know I'm not. Um, mm -hmm. There were certainly other people in the class that were much better at the, at the, the drawing part of it, which um, I totally understand. And that's how they're, application process is weighted. It's very heavily weighted toward the, um, the fine art skills. I felt a little mm. confused by that. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I can still, I mean, the motion is also kind of a big deal, but, uh, anyway, uh, that's what happened. So this isn't one of those stories where like I mustered up some, inner strength and overcame and became an animator anyway. Uh, what I did instead was I pivoted to something else. Um, and in the end, I think it was a really good thing for me um, for a lot of reasons. Um, not the least of which I think is just the, the nature of the industries themselves. Um, animation is a pretty, it's a pretty volatile industry. It's very unstable, really. A lot of people who are animators yeah. get uh um, they get hired and fired all the time. And when a project is over, sometimes they just have to let a bunch of people go. And there are very many animation studios in the, in the world that do, I mean, you can do video games too, but I was very interested in cinematic animation. I really wanted to do it for the movies and yeah, and certainly had my heart set on Pixar, of course, of all of them, but would have been happy in other places, I'm sure. But, um, Anyway, so, you know, there are only a handful of cities you can live in in the world, and it's very uncertain, and 
this, and particularly at the time that I would have graduated, the animation was in, industry was in a huge slump, and so I may not have even gotten hired out of school. So I actually feel pretty grateful um, that I didn't get in <laughs> because it, it <laughs> led me it led me into web development, which is a place where it's a much more stable industry with opportunities anywhere you want to live. And that flexibility, yeah. I think, is really nice. Um, and also, I mean, even though I kind of had my heart set on the animation thing, web development and web design was always a very, very strong backup plan for me and one that I wasn't disappointed to fall back on. Um, and even in high school, you know, I'm kind of your stereotypical Apple fanboy. And so I... Um, even back in high school, I remember thinking like, ah, oh, one day I'm going to work on apple.com. Like that was kind of one of my dreams. And, um, you know, obviously animation wouldn't have gotten me there, but um, I did get to, you know, even though I'm not working at Pixar on the next latest and greatest, you know, what's coming up next, Coco, I think, <laughs> or whatever, or yeah. The Incredibles 2. Oh my gosh, that's next year. Um but yeah, I uh, I still feel really really grateful um, because you know some of my other dreams came true. So so in the end, I don't feel like I got um, the short end of the stick in any way. So yeah, yeah, that's um, <clears throat> something else that we uh, kind of shared a little bit was our interest in um, animation because uh, growing up, I was always. Uh, I guess early on, you know, I was praised for drawing and I always had like an interest in drawing and, um, you know, uh, watching cartoons and trying to recreate, you know, Ninja Turtles or something like that on a piece of paper. And my mom would help me out with that. And so uh, growing up, I wasn't, you know, like you, I wasn't good at math or science. I <laughs> was a pretty bad student at all of those things. And all I wanted to do was draw. And so I had this idea of, well, you know, what can I do with my life? Maybe I'll go and be an animator. And so my dad um, got invited to, because uh, he went to BYU Provo, he got invited to go back and uh, present at some uh, morning seminar to um, uh, the, I think, computer science department, because, um, you know, he's a graduate from computer science. And, you know, they wined and dined him in the, in, you know, the BYU way with, with no wine um, and kind of gave him free reign uh, to ask any kind of requests. Um, and so he was like, hey, can you, you know, show my son the animation department and, you know, hopefully get some direction in his life. Um, and I remember going in there, uh, they, they, they took us to the department um, and to the the lab itself where they have the servers behind the glass wall and they're running and you hear the um, from, you know, uh, the, the, these processors just going nuts trying to uh, render all these images out. And then the floor wasn't actually solid floor. It was like panel um, for some reason. I don't know why. So not only are you hearing the hum, you're feeling it underneath your feet. And... It's kind of noisy, so the guy's trying to talk, and he's, you know, it, 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 without being too loud. And 
So I'm trying to listen to him, and I'm watching one of the animators sit at the computer and go click, drag, click, you know, as he's going from frame to frame to frame and trying to get it just perfect. And I was falling asleep on my feet. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, I, I am like falling asleep. I this this is sucking all the fun of this idea that I was going to be a, uh, an animator. This is what I'm going to do every day. <laughs> um, so that that kind of killed it for me. There, I, I realized what I was more yeah. interested in was. I think story uh, than anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's certainly so, yeah, uh, glamorized a bit from the outside, isn't it? <laughs> and everything is right. Well, cause you watch the documentary um, or documentaries about Pixar and you see people wearing casual clothes and uh, scootering around, around the office. Smiles on their faces. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, I want to be, I want to work in this happy place. <laughs> Where a kid can be a kid. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's good marketing though. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny thing is, is that the guy who is showing us um, the uh, animation department uh, and was talking about switching his he taught from his major was like in music or something. And he switched to animation, um, which doesn't seem like a natural slide, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. years later after I'm married and, you know, we have our first kid and I think we were flying out from Oakland or something. We were waiting in line at the airport and I was looking at this guy. And I was like, I know I've seen this individual somewhere before. And the memory came back and I realized he was the guy that was showing us around the department. And so I, I, I said, hey, do you re- remember back in the day? And he did remember us. Um, wow. And, yeah, he seemed very kind of unhappy with his with his career as an animator. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you dodged a uh, bullet on that one. So, <laughs> well, But uh, we feel more and more it, grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So let let's uh, switch over, and you know, man, we might have to bring you on. Yeah, you know, we might have to do two calls because you know, <laughs> this is. Uh, I, I I think I brought down more questions than probably needed to. Um, and I want to ask all of them, but we're gonna we're gonna get to Apple real, real quick. So, um, you got to work for Apple. How did it, how did that happen? Oh, I, I know people scoff at me when I say this, but I really feel like I got very lucky and I don't know why. Uh, I, like I said before, <laughs> it was always something that I had dreamed of doing. And, um, in my mind, it was always something like, maybe someday after a long and successful career, Apple will take me, you know, I, I just felt like it was something I had to build up to, but I just, I rolled the right numbers on the dice and got to go there right out of college, which was extremely elating to me. Um, 
I so BYU Idaho used to do these things. I don't think they do them much, if at all, anymore. But they used to do these internship expeditions where they will take a group of students to a big city somewhere in the United States, and um, they'll meet with former graduates and um, the, the former graduates that work at a bunch of companies, and we just get to talk to them, ask ask some questions, and I mean, I think kind of the secret end goal was to try and make connections that lead to internships, although it didn't seem like that happened as often as most people wanted. But I came to the San Jose one. We met with a bunch of people from Google and eBay and Cisco and several other companies and also Apple people. And I was there for one reason and one reason only, and it was talk to the Apple people. <laughs> so I... Uh, <laughs> Um, right after I, I went up and struck up a conversation and got a couple of their email addresses. And then right afterward, I sent an email and sent my resume along. And I was a little discouraged after the fact because I, um, I remember just getting one response from one of them. And all it said was, um, well, your resume looks great. Here's some things I think you can do to improve it. And that was about it. Mm. I was like, ah, are, are you serious? <laughs> um, <laughs> however, however, uh, little did I know, um, without him telling me, he actually passed my resume along to one of his other BYU-Idaho graduate friends who wasn't at that meeting. And he, um, he just was like the second in command in a little... Um, it was a little team called creative services, basically like a micro design agency that worked in the sales department. And he just went to his manager and said, you know what, we've got these two big projects we're trying to get done and we don't have the manpower for it. I think it might be a good idea for us to take on an intern this summer. And I just got this resume. So maybe you should take a look at it. And seriously, this is just like, so serendipitous and so atypical for like the the common uh, Apple intern experience because I like I would I so yes they called me I did one phone interview and and then that was it like I don't know how they <laughs> even thought to take a chance on me because they didn't really know me very well but um, anyway they brought me on but talking to other interns it was like Oh, are you kidding me? Like I had to come here for, I had to do like six phone interviews and then they flew in and I had to do this all day long thing and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think I was also kind of, oh, man. I, I, it was also, I think a, a function of the fact that this department had also never brought on an intern before. So they didn't know like the typical process. So maybe it was just because they were <laughs> ignorant. I don't know. <laughs> but I, 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 <laughs> Uh, so I, I got to to come out for a summer as an intern. Uh, it's three months in the summer of uh, 2012, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I still had one more year of school to go once I was done. And um, so I came back to school and was still kind of in contact with them. They had talked about, you know, wanting to offer me a job if they had an opening available, but there was no guarantee. 
But then, so I took a job back at BYU-Idaho like every other student. And then um, a few months later, they called me and said, we do have an opening and uh, we were actually hoping that you'd be able to work remotely while you finish up school. So I, um, yeah, that was really nice. I was able to work for Apple while I was still in school. And then once I graduated, they, um, they brought me on full time on site. So I moved out to the Bay area and I'm still here. Wow. And when you were, you, and during your internship, I remember you saying um, you built like this messenger app for for them, right? Uh, it did have it did have a chat component to it. Yes, um, it was actually a a webcast system. So this um, the department that I worked for, um, they were like sales and training, so they responsible for training all of the people who sell app products at third-party resellers like you know target and best buy and whatever um so we had to have a bunch of systems for training them and the webcast system was one of them so they would do like live webcasts that people could watch and then there was a chat feature so people could chat in questions and have them answered live on these webcasts. And so they had a system in place, but it was showing its age and it had a lot of limitations. And um, anyway, so my job was to come in and build a new one. Um, hmm. Yeah, so that was actually a really good fit for me too because it was, um, it actually was one of those rare opportunities where I was given design and development um, as part of my job. So I got to design the interface and then also build it. So yeah, yeah I felt very grateful. And so I did get hired on yeah. by them, kind of in the same position full time. And I stayed in that department for about a year on top of the internship. Um, and then uh, there were some management changes and a reorganization that kind of left me in an awkward spot where I felt a little uneasy about, I mean, I wasn't fired or anything like that. I didn't lose my job. I still definitely had a job, but just the reorganization of everything kind of left me in a spot where I wondered like, I don't know, where's the future here? <laughs> and so, um, anyway, I how just long, thought, well, how long what? into, how, how long into working at Apple did that happen? That was, so I had been at the internship plus another year, I think. So it was probably, okay. you know, it was probably nearing a year and a half total. Um, so anyway, I just felt like it was time for me to go and actually do what I had always wanted to do at Apple, uh, and that was work on Apple.com. So I, uh, I applied over at the apple.com team and moved over there and that's where I and I stayed there for about um well it's five years minus a year and a half <laughs> three and a half years um uh, yeah yeah so I stayed there for about three and a half years and um hit my five-year mark uh just last month actually and then that's when I decided 
that it was time for something different. And um, I left Apple, which was kind of bizarre because that was, again, like it was always this thing that I wanted. But the thing that I realized that I had given up joining the other team, the Apple.com team, was design because they were looking strictly for a front-end developer, so it was strictly code. And um, because the project is just so big and because there's so many of us, it just kind of, you know, it's the difference between having a very small impact on a very large project versus having a large impact on a very small project, you know. It's kind of this trade-off you're always, you know, trying to balance. And uh, anyway, so I did the thing where I had a small impact on a big thing, and it was a lot of fun. I loved... Uh, you know, when people ask you what you do, it's, you know, when I was in the first department at Apple, I had to go in this big, long explanation, very similar to what I gave you. Oh, yeah, we're the sales team, and we train third-party resellers, and blah, 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 blah. But it's just really nice to be able to say, I'm a web developer, and I work I work on Apple.com, and people know what that is, you know. <laughs> and that was all yeah. I had to say, and and it was it was fun to be able to say, like, oh, did you see that? if you go to the iMac page and you scroll down and you see that tiny little animation that like shows you how the color gamut expanded, like I did that. <laughs> I was like, you know, just like you could point people to little pieces of the website that you'd done. And it was kind of fun, you know, like there, there is some, there is, there is a lot of fun in like being able to, but I guess, I mean, that, that is true of, web design in general. I mean, that's one of the things that's great about the web is that it's just so easy to show the world something, you know, like anybody in the world can see what yeah. I've done at the click of a button. I mean, yeah. I can sit here and in 10 minutes I can decide I want to send out a message to the world and I can have it up there and, you know, in no time. That's always something that's yeah. been really fascinating to me about the web is how like democratized it is and how easy it is and it goes the world over, I guess, except maybe parts of China. <laughs> well, they have uh, they're pretty good with their VPNs over there. They they can get over that <laughs> firewall pretty easily. Yeah, and everybody knows it too. It's not even like secretive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so um, sometimes when you, you you achieve your dream, it stops feeling like a dream. Did did that kind of hit you? Did it that stop feeling like a dream for you, and it it started feeling like an everyday thing? Or uh, oh yeah, sure. Did it did it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that happens. You know, I it's just very much what we were talking about with the animation thing too. I'm sure you know. From from the outside, everything looks you know very very happy and hunky dory, and you know the realities of day-to-day work are, are different. Um, one thing that for me started uh, wearing on me over time, uh, we already talked about how I didn't have design and that was, that was a big deal for me because I felt like that was a whole side of me that was never getting exercised. And it was kind of, it's a kind of vital part of who I feel I am, you know? And so yeah. that was a big thing. And then the development parts, um, it seemed like it just became more and more 
of the parts of web development that I don't love. And, you know, and this is happening the industry over too, which is kind of a problem, but um, I feel, I feel like I'm more of like a carpenter that I like building tables and I like having my hands in that experience. And it became much more like building hammers and, I don't love that experience so much. And so we, you know, it became much more about building the tools that build apple.com than actually building apple.com. And so deeper, it just started becoming more about the computer science and less about the art. It just over time. um, Yeah. It just got to the point where I needed something that will allow me to do some more of those kinds of things. And so, so yeah, it was really hard to do. Um, there are a lot of people that yeah. I loved on that team. You know, that was the hardest part for sure was leaving the people that I had worked next to for several years and become really good friends with. But yeah. Yeah. So was, were, there, were there any cool stories or opportunities that happened at Apple that uh, are particularly noteworthy? Oh, well, um, one thing that um, I felt very proud of, there was one, um, I was given responsibility over our little library that draws graphs, which was kind of nice for me because it, it did kind of bring some of the things back that I liked. You know, there's, there was a little bit of design and a little bit of art to it and, and some animation to it also, which was a lot of fun, kind of bringing all those things back together. So, um so yeah, on Apple.com, if there are places where you see graphs, that's probably using the little library that I helped build and maintain. Um, so that was fun. Then, um, like last year, uh, kind of out of the blue, it was kind of funny. I they asked me to organize and MC a developer. They call it a developer symposium that they have every year internally. Um, Anyway, it's just a, a chance for the uh, um, uh, the front-end developers for Apple.com to get together and share things that they've learned, and they asked me to um, put that together. And it was like it has nothing to do with my job or my area of expertise, but for some reason it was just so creatively satisfying for some reason. I... Um, <laughs> just to be able to put it together and kind of decide it was, it was, it was experience design in some way, you know, it wasn't code and it wasn't a website, but I, it was still kind of that same sort of an idea, you know, of designing an experience for people. So for some reason that was just really fun for me. Um, I, I made a little intro video for it and, you know, just like coming up with jokes and stuff. I don't know. It's just like the whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole package of it was just a lot of fun for me. So that was a highlight for me, kind of maybe one of the, uh, it was sort of toward the end of my run. So I guess it's kind of a good, a good thing to go out on in a way, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, um, that's, it's, it was kind of like, uh, an opportunity to experiment with like entertainment. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, this is sort of something I haven't done since I was 12. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it seems like that's a when people talk about experience design and stuff like that, it's a, a big facet of it is just being able to entertain the person. Um, I mean, that's yeah, what all the social media tries to do. It entertain them, and then they'll stay on their website for longer, and they'll see more ads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so we're we're about we're about almost an hour into this. Uh, When do you want me to leave you alone? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I guess you're the judge of how many more questions you have. Uh, We could we could schedule another call if you want. That's true. And, um, you know, yeah, that could be some in the, in the future. So let's do, let's do two more. I, I think that are, um, that are, are, are pretty good. Well, and then we'll, we'll wrap up from there and then, um, we'll ship this out and maybe we'll, yeah, do another call in the future. Um, and, uh, you, you left Apple and, um, this, Tell me about this this new role, how it got offered to you, and you know why you took it. Well, um, one of my additional pastimes, um, I uh, joined a little choir out here. Some of my friends started a little choir. It's actually become kind of a fun, pretty good little group. Um, so the the husband of one of the other women in the choir is an entrepreneur and has um, started several companies over the years. And he, uh, so I was asked, well, I guess I wasn't asked. I kind of volunteered my services as a web designer to build a website for, for our choir. And so I designed a logo and designed and built the website. And, um, uh, I think it turned out pretty good and he was pretty excited about it and came up to me after one of the concerts one day and said, Oh, I just love this website and logo you designed. And he's a, an exceptionally optimistic person. Like he, <laughs> he was being very, very <laughs> kind and saying all kinds of really nice things, but he's also just that kind of a person who just always has something nice to say. But anyway, um, he, for many months, there was kind of this little, sort of casual, funny conversation where, you know, every once in a while he'd say, oh, I think I want, you know, I'm going to get you to work for me someday. And he would come to me every once in a while with, um, you know, so he'd say, hey, we're looking for a web developer. Do you want to come and apply? And I'd kind of like think about it for a couple of days, but I hadn't ever really got very serious about it, especially for the roles that were just, you know, front-end developers which was, you know, what I was kind of already doing. So I kind of felt like, well, I don't know if it's, if I'm going to make a move, I want it to involve design somehow. And I want it to be a little different from what I'm doing already. You know, I might as well just stay at Apple if I'm just going to be a front end developer. Um, so then one day, uh, several months later, after we'd kind of gone back and forth on this a few times, he called me up and said, Hey, you know, we're actually, uh, kind of at a pivotal point where we're rebranding and we're going to need a lot of web work and, Anyway, we have this role available, and I just want you to come and run the web stuff. You can, you know, do the code and the design. And anyway, he made it sound very appealing. And um, 
put a lot of opportunities for decision making and design in my lap, which all sounded really good because for a long time I kind of was just doing other people's bidding behind the keyboard. And it, uh, anyway, I, uh, he said all of the right, very persuasive words to me and I just decided <laughs> to go for it. Okay. It, it, what's your, uh, like official title there? Oh my, well, it, it feels very fluffy to me. Uh, the official title is <laughs> senior director of design and development. Um, anyway, it's been fun. The very first yeah. day they called me on the phone and they were like, Hey, we decided we're going to go to this conference in two weeks. So can you get us a brochure and two posters and a website by then? <laughs> I was like, Whoa, okie dokie. <laughs> Oh, just looking at time here. What are we at? Ooh, just a little over an hour. Okay, so <clears throat> let's uh, move into the sixth question. And just to make sure that I have a question, you you did get to meet the director of Brave, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a funny story. Um, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so one of my one of my side projects. Um, I, as a web person and a Pixar fan, I started a, there was, there was a blog that I used to follow very closely uh, about Pixar and Pixar rumors. And they, at a certain point decided to pivot and um, decided not to focus exclusively on Pixar anymore, but on animation in general. So I was like, ah, maybe this is my chance. Maybe I can jump in and fill this niche that they're leaving. And so I started my own blog and I was pretty committed to it. I was like really up on the rumors and, and got news early and got it up on the site. Like I was particularly while, particularly while I was in school and had like gaps during the day that I could jump in and post news and stuff. I was very on top of it. So I actually did uh, start to get a decent following on the blog and, um, one day I just kind of out of the blue had this random thought like, yeah, maybe what if I could get one of the directors? I don't know. So brave was in development and, um, that movie had kind of a, an interesting story. It started out with one director. Her name was Brenda Chapman and she, um, this has happened a few times on Pixar movies, but there ended up being some creative disagreements on the movie and they, um, ended up putting another director in. So this was just shortly after that change had happened, but she was still working for Pixar at the time. And and then I went on LinkedIn and discovered that she was there and that she had her messages open. And so I uh, just sent her a little message and just said, hey, um, I run this little blog and I'd love to interview you sometime. And if you're, um, you know, if you're up for it, here's my number. So anyway, she got back to me and agreed and granted me a pretty lengthy telephone interview. And um, that was definitely the the peak of that blog's career, like all of the other blogs linked to it and got a lot of attention. In fact, it's still the only thing that drives traffic to that website anymore. I've gotten really terrible at updating it. I don't touch it very much anymore, but I have left it up for mostly for archival reasons, just because that is there and, and other things that I wrote. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, that was a blast. And then later, um, when I was in town, actually during my internship, I was able to go and have lunch with her. This was after she had left Pixar, but um, anyway, I got to meet her, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was a, uh, yeah, I was pretty starstruck, but somehow managed to keep my <laughs> questions coherent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you saw that she was on LinkedIn at the same time you were? Is it, Sorry, not at, not at the same so, time. What I meant was she she had a profile on LinkedIn and had, like, you can, you can choose whether or not to accept messages. Like, a lot of times famous people will shut off the yeah. mail feature or whatever, but hers wasn't shut yeah. off. And so I was just able to send her a message and oh, she responded. Okay. So. Wow, so it just kind of a shot in the dark and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You never know, huh? That, I, that's, you, you, you don't. It's, um, I've learned that that's actually, uh, what is it? Woody Allen says, you know, 90 something percent of success is just showing up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That, that pretty much holds true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I th- I think we can probably cut off here. I was gonna go and you know ask you some more questions um, that we can probably do next time. You know about uh, your your creative processes or uh, uh, some of uh, maybe design pet peeves you have or whatnot, and we, we could probably pick that up for another time. Um, also, you know your your beef with gas pumps. I don't know what that's all about, but we could probably talk about that <laughs> next time. Um, all right. but it, is, <laughs> is there anything that you would like to promote before we go? Oh, well, no, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't come with, no, I don't have any agenda right now. Okay. So maybe someday. Yeah. I'll I'll uh, okay. take a rent check. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe next time. Um and uh where is what's the some of the best place for people to reach out to you if they wanted to uh, to get in contact with you? I am on Twitter. Uh my handle is Andy B Griffin. Um A N D Y B G R I F F I N. So yeah, that's a, that's a good place to start. It's my favorite okay. mode of uh, conversation, my favorite social network as it were. So. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm a, you know what, what they call like a Christmas Easter Christian. You know, they only show up twice a year. I feel like that's kind of what I am for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I make my biannual tweet. Like, nobody retweeted it. And <laughs> yeah, I don't tweet so terribly I, often I, myself, I but I, I, yeah, I do have it constantly open on my machine though. It's my main source of news nowadays. So, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's also another reason why I don't go on there. It's like I 
try to hide myself from the news these days, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're smart. Smart man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Andy. This was this was a pleasure. I have been looking forward to this for so long and uh, oh, excited at the idea that we get to do this again. So. <laughs> Well, when do I get to interview you for your podcast? Uh, I don't know. Give me a few years to do something worth interviewing me for. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I have nothing uh, super relevant to add to the world yet, which is, you know, those who can, you know, what do they say, like, you know, those who can do, those who can't teach, well, that's kind of like me, except I, you know, interview people who can, like, I podcast <laughs> out to the world. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So well, true. anyways, uh, yeah, that I, uh, I'm jealous of you. you. You're in beautiful California right now. I, I bet you the weather's great, and uh, I but wish you the best of luck, you know, on this new adventure and glad that you get to be back in design doing, you know, what you do so well. But, uh, Thank you. yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll probably wrap up, uh, the, the show here at this point and, um, probably continue on in the next, um, maybe month or so. I don't know. Okay. I look forward to it. All right. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the truly wonderful Andy Griffin. If you have any questions, like I said before, use the Anchor FM app. It's an app you can just download right onto your phone and listen and follow this show inside that app, actually. That would be good because then you can use the call-in feature and you can ask all sorts of questions that you want. You're not limited to one. You can call in, ask a question, state that it's for Andy, and then when we have him back on the show for follow-up visits, I will incorporate some of those call-in questions into the show with some of the other questions that I already have. So please go and visit us at creativecalls.show, not .com, .show. .com would have cost me 15K, people. I'm not going to buy that. .show. And please follow, like, tweet, pin, or whatever you can do to help promote the show. We would appreciate that. Check back in with us in the coming weeks. Uh, in fact, probably even less than a week. We're going to have another episode up. The next one is with a guy named Dylan Winspear. You're going to want to hear this podcast, especially if you're interested in things like marketing and launches of products and things like that. You're going to need to hear this show. Thank you for listening. This is the end of the show. We'll see you next time here on the Creative Calls Podcast. <laughs>